Hi, everybody. Welcome to Uncharted hey. Unfilled Every Time. I don't even get to the. <laughs> I don't even get to the intro. <laughs> Welcome to Uncharted and Unfilled. Ah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Goodness. You're so done. You're like, yeah, welcome. Thanks. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just like moving on swiftly. <laughs> Today, we're back at it again with the questions on vulnerability. And we decided to look at some of the reflection and connection questions this time. And something that I was thinking about from last time before we jump in this is, why do you think vulnerability is hard for you? I think it's hard because I don't like giving a person that much permission to mm. you know to see me mm. and also like with vulnerability you also have to you know like show your weaknesses yeah well, it's everything but then yeah and what part of that is also like your weaknesses and yeah I don't know it's very uncomfortable almost quote-unquote giving a person that kind of power yeah power mm. Uh, and that's exactly what I was thinking when you said permission. I was like, it's 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 power, and it's it's fear. I'm assuming you're afraid afraid of someone yeah. having that much power. Yeah. Why? What do you think they're going to do with the power? Humans are flawed, man. People um, sometimes, you know, people don't really have the the best of intentions. Yeah. Uh, be it relationships or even just friendships. So it's just one of those things where, I don't know, I've always felt like, guard up, yeah. blows up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, announce your intentions. <laughs> at the gate <laughs> with the guard. <laughs> Show your papers. Yes, at the gate. Exactly. It's true. It's true. And I hear you. Yes, I was thinking. I was thinking about it the other time. Like, why? Why, why are we so scared? Because I watched yesterday with a friend, I watched the Cinderella story the Cinderella remake of the Disney movie. And mm-hmm. when he comes to Fred I mean, Slipper... I, I, I assumed, because, you know, Cinderella... Yes, well, I thought I would... Because yeah, you, you, were, you were explaining, yeah? you're like Cinderella, the, you know, Disney, the, the remake. No, the of movie, the movie of the Disney... You know what? I don't need this negativity in my life right now. Uh, moving forward. <laughs> I watched it. Tell me, tell me about Cinderella. Point. I watched it. When you know when he comes back with the glass slipper, and as she's walking down the staircase, not in the Disney one, in the movie one, when she's walking down mm-hmm. the staircase to go meet him, she's really scared. And she looks in the mirror at herself, and obviously she's wearing the rags that she got back into since her stepmother was evil, blah, blah, blah. We all know the story. Mm-hmm. But when she looks into the mirror, she says, I'm not a princess. He thinks I'm a princess. I'm not a princess. Um, I'm just a simple girl. I'm just a, you know, a country girl. I have no, oh, she tells him this too. Sorry. She goes down the stairs and she tells him this. She says, I have no parents. I have no family. I have no dowry. I'm not a princess. And if that slipper fits, because she's like, I'm not even sure if it will. But if it does, I hope that you can take me as I am. And mm. my friend and I were crying. It's oh like, obviously, we know the end to the story he takes her. Blah, blah, blah. But I think what was amazing about that was that he sees her. He sees her yeah. and he sees the queen in her before she is a queen. And I think that's really powerful. And he sees her from the very beginning and she sees him right because she never even knew he was a prince she only found out he was a prince when she went to the ball the whole time she thought he was an apprentice and it really struck me anyway it really made me think about vulnerability and it made me think about how we're so scared 
that people will see us for what we really are or who we really are yeah. and they won't accept yeah. us I think and they won't like it yeah. yeah and they won't like it or i don't know if that's something that we learn or something that we unlearn does that make sense i don't know if that's something that we are born are we born fearing vulnerability mm. and then have to unlearn it or are we born vulnerable and learn fearing vulnerability yeah i think we are born vulnerable and i think you just you know as you grow up you see things or you go through things and then you realize like mm, you know what <laughs> protection <laughs> this vulnerability ain't for me <laughs> it is not for me i am going to be in this corner right here i'm going to grow claws and you know i'm going to yeah. attack anybody who decides to come any closer <laughs> yeah that's how you really feel damn <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm fl- I'm fluffy now. I'm very fluffy. Mm, Still have claws, but fluffy. Mm, yeah, I'm not know. actually. No, yeah, I, I don't know about I that. Lie. Those walls are high. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's slow and steady. All right, you ready? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. Okay, so you want me to start? Go. What do you think I should know about myself that I'm perhaps unaware of? You know what? I think you're very self-aware. Thank you. I think you know your weaknesses as well as your strengths. I think you're very, very self-aware. And I think you're able to call yourself out on certain things. So I don't think there's something that I'd be like, mm, Jules, <laughs> I think you know. Yeah. Intervention. <laughs> you're like this and then, you, yeah, and then you're going to be like light bulb. And you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I am. I don't, I think you're very self-aware. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that one was a short... <laughs> Oh, my bad. My bad. Much for the connection. <laughs> Let me Should I throw in a you. bit, uh, you know, a little more English words of, you know, how it's uh, <laughs> yeah, for. No, us. no, no. There's no need. There's no need. It's done. It's done. What do I think you should know about yourself as you're perhaps unaware of? I think you're getting better at this. Yeah, so I don't know that you're unaware of it. I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm very, fr- I'm, I'm very fragile. I saw your face. I saw your face. You looked terrified and miserable at the same time. Babe, all of these questions are going to be painful. So, I mean, I don't know what to do about this. I'm like, damn, that's why I wanted you to give the answer and start so that it doesn't come up as brutal. No, it's actually not that. It's not, it's not a negative thing. I think I would just say you... I think sometimes you're unaware that you try to be everything. Sometimes you are aware of it, but most times yeah. not so. I think sometimes you're unaware that life doesn't have to be this thing that's going to be better. It's something that can be in this present moment. Does that make sense? Like not in like a pessimistic way. Like I don't think you're a pessimist. I think that sometimes you're like, I'm not going to treat myself with this because long-term sacrifice is better because it's going to be this amazing thing in future. Like, I'm not going to buy this for the house because I want this in five years for the house. And it's good to save, but I think sometimes your trade-off becomes quite intense where it's like, I'm not going to go to the spa. I'm not (laughs) going to treat myself because I need to do all the work in the house. And you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to give myself a break because everything needs to be clean and child needs to be fed and husband needs to be amazing and I need to be this. So, So you start to trade off so many things and you kind of just forget. It's easier for you to be 
treated well than for you to treat yourself. Yeah. I don't know if it's something you're unaware of, but I think sometimes because it goes so long before you do it, I have a feeling it might be something you're unaware of in those moments where you're just running on steam. And it's simple for you if mom or like I think mom mentioned she saw you when you went to visit and she was like you look tired do you want to just yeah take a nap or why don't you call me or, or yeah there was that time when I think you were really sick and you were trying to figure out how to clean the house and have everything kept and mom was like why didn't you just call me yeah and you were like oh I never I never thought about that and she was like yeah of course I would have taken care of everything so I, I think you're unaware of how much you can take care of yourself and let yeah. other people as well yeah yeah See, that wasn't painful, was it? No, I'm, I'm bleeding. I'm hurt. I'm so hurt. How <laughs> dare you? I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. What's the most pain you've ever been in that wasn't physical? Oof. Wow, you really just so, the heaviest question. Yeah, eh? <laughs> you told me to stop reading this. I <laughs> did. I wanted before. you to stop. I did. <laughs> and as I read, I was like, you? <laughs> like, Next. <laughs> too late it's too late to reverse (laughs) it's okay what's the most pain i've ever been in that wasn't physical (laughs) i swear every time it's like this episode just keeps repeating it's like i'm in a loop of daddy issues you know like i keep waking up and having the same issue (laughs) every episode recording goes back (laughs) have i healed i don't know um Um, the most pain I've ever been in, sorry to sound redundant to everyone, that wasn't physical, because um, I don't want to be that hopeless romantic, that's like, oh, my breakup, so painful. It was painful, but I think it's, I mean, it was painful, <laughs> like, not to reduce that pain and minimize it, but I think it pointed to a bigger issue. And the reason I would say the most pain I've ever been in that wasn't physical was dealing with the absence of my dad is because it was ongoing pain. I think because when I was younger, it was seeing other dads be there. Um, When I was in college, it was under, it was, it was trying to come to terms with the fact that what I understood as a man was somebody who, you know, comes at odd hours of the night, you have to look really pretty for, say nice things to terrible associations with masculinity and manhood. So it was painful to kind of, discover that and then after Mm. the breakup it was painful to discover that I don't feel adequate in a romantic sense a lot of the time and I have to deal with those issues so it was the most pain I've ever been in because it was this long-term pain and now it's not necessarily a pain of anger or bitterness but it's a pain of it's not nostalgia that I'm looking for but like longing Mm. And I'm realizing that now it's just wanting to honor that relationship because it's the right thing to do and wishing there wasn't this lost time or lost relationship now. Now that that bitterness and resentment has gone, it's now like, oh man, you know, and I'm seeing it more now because I'm seeing my half sister's stories through social media Mm. and I'll see him and I'll see them. And I'm like, wow, you know, the one post she did was going to work with my first love today. And I was like, Oh, wow. I wish I had that. You know, I wish my first yeah, love was him you. too. Yeah. And not even in an angry way anymore. And it's a weird pain now. Yeah. Your turn. You. <laughs> <laughs> fun, You're fun, like, fun. <laughs> Shame, we should have ended on this question. Oh, I am having, <laughs> You're I'm like, having oh, a wow. great time. <laughs> <laughs> I have never been in pain. <laughs> never. <laughs> what is pain? Oh, okay. 
I don't know. I think it's difficult to compare and yeah. to pick one that was like the the most yeah yeah the most painful. The question does say most pain. Yeah, yeah, most pain. it does. So when I lost my mom, I think because I was also so young, it was. Yeah, I think that one was the hardest because I didn't know what to do with myself yeah. or how to deal or as well as how to talk about it. So I yeah. just cried. I took pills and I didn't know what to do. I journaled and it was just a continuous loop of just pain and just anger. Mm. And then when I lost my dad, it was painful in the sense that he died within two years of of us being friends of actually yeah. of us actually becoming friends yeah. so it was very painful in the sense that I had just gotten a, a friend and our relationship was so great and to have him just go like that was very yeah. very painful yeah and then losing my brother no yeah and then I lost my best friend one of my best friends mm. And this was, I've, I'd known her since high school mm. and then just losing her and, mm. and then losing my brother. And then my brother thinks that was just, you know, cherry on the cake where I was just like, I like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. I, yeah, I just felt, I, I felt crazy. I was just like, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. How am I, how am I going to breathe? How am I going to do what, yeah. uh, do anything? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I would say those are like the three most painful. Four. For me. Four. Yes. Four. Four most painful. Yeah. yeah. And that's valid. That's totally mm-hmm. valid. We are actually supposed to have an episode on grief, grief and loss, because you've kind of mentioned these in the different episodes. And I think it would be illuminating just for me to hear your story as well, because I only really caught you in the middle of all of that. And for other people to hear your story, especially in COVID, with so many people going through loss right now. Yeah. As well, because you, I've said this before, but your joy and resilience, bruh. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Like I ever tell you about the time when you know went for work in Fiji, and then everyone was like, "Oh no, go around, tell everyone your story." You know, well, mm. not tell everyone your story, but it was everyone at the table. You know, share stories. And mm. then I started mine with a smile on my face. I'm like, "Yes, yeah, so I've been blah blah blah." And then everyone was like, "Oh," and then I'm like, "Wait, there's more." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, was just like you. Those people <laughs> had no idea. They're yeah, yes. People do not see it coming. People don't see it coming, and I mean, I don't necessarily have to explain to people normally because I just say you're my sister, so I never really go into people just yeah. assume. Oh, your your mom is my mom. Your siblings, my siblings. So they don't put two and two. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, you've definitely <laughs> gone through. I think you've gotten to the point where you're smiling, but you definitely had like a cynical, cynical. Uh, well yeah, not cynical yeah, but i'm trying to to figure out what to call it because it's not cynical considering you actually you lost and it was fair but i think it was just an interesting way of dealing let me say <laughs> i just yeah. remember uh, we went to a bar <laughs> together i think it was a poetry night or something and this girl was chilling at a bar we'd ordered some shots this guy came up to her and said <laughs> can i buy you Oh, he said, he, he didn't even say, can I buy you a drink? He tried to slide in with some comment about, wow, you're so beautiful. You must look like your mom. And you were like, oh, my mom's dead. 
<laughs> the man's just like, I mean, you didn't want to talk to him and you didn't want to drink from him. Did it have to be done in that way? I don't know. So he stopped and he was like, oh, uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he's like, well, I'm sure, I'm sure you and your dad. And you're like, oh, my dad's dead too. And he was like, oh. He was like going into he should have stopped into shock. He should have stopped. He should have stopped. You're, you were just and you did not care. Like I was sat there. You were just smiling. He was figuring out how to react. You were drinking your drink happily. I was like, this is awkward. I thought poetry night was oh, a dear. great stress reliever, but this is awkward. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I think, yeah, we will cover a little more of like, you know, grieving processes and yeah, how yeah, and things like that hmm. in another same. episode. Yeah, okay. I remember that. That was so funny. Same, same. I, I, I did a full my amusement, to be honest. I know you did, which is cruel. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I remember. Yeah, we all grieve in different I was trying ways, to heal, okay? Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, how could I judge? I couldn't judge. I knew nothing. Okay. Hmm. I got one. How would you describe your relationship with yourself in one word? Complicated. Girl, just one, you know, just won't let me love her. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. I would just say shifting. Mm. Couldn't think of anything else. I was trying to think of a nice big word. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, saw, I saw you, eh? Because you have been paying attention. I was <laughs> trying to think of an answer. <laughs> I wasn't. I was like, complicated is so good. <laughs> I don't want to use the same word. You saw me stressed. These questions are stressing me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was trying to say nuanced. I don't know. I was trying to have something better. Anyway, whatever. It's okay. Hey, what is your first love's name and the reason you fell in love with him? <laughs> so how do you feel? <laughs> I don't like this game. I'm sorry. <laughs> I literally glossed past the first part. I just you heard did. you did. I was like, girl, <laughs> how are you feeling? <laughs> and here we have all the ex lovers waiting to exhale to see if they hear their name. <laughs> was I the first? <laughs> okay, but go. Mm. My first love's name. Like first name, last name, nickname. Which one should I give? <laughs> uh, you can give yeah. a nickname. You can give a nickname. Okay. Yeah. My first love's name was Sands. The reason I fell in love with him was because, and I think I may have mentioned this before, but at the time I wasn't ready to commit to anything <laughs> to a relationship and uh, we initially started off as just friends with benefits and it just he was my first actually he was my first and it just got really complicated don't want to go into that but the reason I fell in love with him was because I tried to push him away when I started getting scared that I was falling for him and we both created quite a few messes at the start of the relationship but he forgave me for the mess that I created at least and he was just there for me he was so loving and I think at the time I had a lot of weight attached to my virginity 
and for good reason because of how I was raised and how I see sex and I was going through like a miniature existential crisis in the end of that year because I felt like I was just doomed to hell <laughs> like I felt like a really bad person I felt like a really bad person and it was coming yeah. through in the way that I was interacting with family as well I just didn't really care anymore I was like whatever life's going down the drain now and so there was a lot of friction going on with family at the time as well that was the trip to Texas and he was still there for me even when I was going through like this is how I feel this is what I'm dealing with this is he was just there for me and he Mm. put himself out there even though he wanted something more he was he wasn't ready to admit that at the time and it was hurting him to still be around me and not be able to be in a relationship with me but he still chose to and I how could I not how could I not fall in love with him when he could see me it goes back to the Cinderella story he could see me and he still loved me I think yeah Mm -hmm. showed me a little bit of God's reckless love and it was beautiful (sighs) (laughs) you are struggling Uh, okay my first love was surprise my father (laughs) no 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 no. okay we're we're talking about uh yes yes indeed you know what okay fine (laughs) (laughs) okay no you know what it's it's hard because even even jackie would also be like v i don't know hey i don't know if that was love because i was a teenager was love yeah because if as a teenager or even as my early 20s you because i also had you know, I was dealing with a lot of anger issues and daddy issues. And whosoever I was dating at the time, I think it felt more like just infatuation or just lust. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah than actual love and actually giving my heart. I think my first love where I actually wanted to build some sort of a future or, you know, I gave like, okay, fine, you know what, I'm going to go into this and actually try be a, a girlfriend. I would say his name is Paul. I'll call him Paul. Okay. Yeah. And the reason why I fell in love with him. Is that him? Is that why you said you'll call him? No, no, no. Oh, oh, uh, oh. He goes by a different name, but this is his oh, okay. name. Okay. Got yeah. It. Yeah. So the reason why I fell in love with him is because, one, he had a relationship with God. And okay. I absolutely loved that about him. And he was very, very gentle. And I had such a good time with him. We started to date after actually my dad died. Okay. And it was for someone who could bring joy at a time where, you know, I was just like, I don't know what is going to happen. I've just lost my dad. I've lost my, the last parent and I don't know what's going to happen with school. I don't know what's going to happen with A, B, C, and D. But he was... I don't know. He he brought a certain clarity that was it was refreshing. Yeah. Mm. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Mm. So that's what I fell in love with him and he was actually a really good guy. It's just unfortunate that I was also in a space where I was also hurt and I needed to heal, I realized. And that was actually when God wanted me for for himself. Yeah. And, and I had to break up with him and I remember he didn't understand when I was just like, you know what, I need I need just a break I need to just uh, focus on me focus on God and he was like I don't understand he understood but I think he was just a bit like confused Mm -hmm. and unfortunately like our breakup it ended up being like is there another person and because there was so much back and forth back and forth as to why 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 Mm -hmm. I said yes there is another person but there wasn't there wasn't another person it it was only years later when we were hanging out and he was like 
then I can't believe you, you know, we broke up and it was because of another guy. And I was like, what do you mean there was another guy? There was not another guy. Then he was like, you told me there's another guy. I'm like, I did what? And I just kept quiet because I was just like, oh, I think that was just my default. to just <laughs> Yeah, so that he doesn't push. <laughs> Let me just say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that he doesn't push. But yeah, I would say he was my first love. Okay. It was also just refreshing to just be with somebody that definitely had a relationship with God. And I don't know. It's weird. He was a sweetheart, but I think it was just... Timing? <sighs> yeah, yeah, it was timing. It was definitely timing. Because then at some point, I also wanted somebody that seemed to, you know, be with the future or, you know, with the plan. Mm-hmm. And he was at the time where he was just not sure what he wanted to do. I think he was changing his career path and like his, what he started in school. He didn't want to do that anymore. So I was just like, you are very unsure about what you want to do in this life. Okay. But he's doing really well now. He's actually in Canada. Oh, wow. Well, well, well. That's well, so funny. Well. really takes a turn, hey? What belief about yourself no longer serves you? What belief about myself no longer serves me? For me, would be if I go back to thinking about my parents or daddy issues, Mm -hmm. it would be it's all my parents' fault. Okay, that's good. So, you know how I, I think I spoke about it in the daddy issues episode where at some point something snaps where you're like, snap out of it. You can't just constantly just blame your parents. Mm. And you have to also just take responsibility of, mm. you know, your feelings because, mm. you know, happiness is not, is not, no one's responsibility but your own. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. And maybe I would also say I don't deserve something. Yeah. 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 So I think that I realize as I grow, I think mentally and spiritually, I deserve all the nice things. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that came full circle. <laughs> I am amazing. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm great. <laughs> Those are interesting. Okay. I think mine would be, I like that. I don't deserve one. No longer mm. serves me. I think, but mine's not, I don't deserve. I think the self-limiting belief would be, I can't have or I can't get, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like I can't have a thriving romantic relationship with someone who loves God and is amazing and is attractive. I think that no longer serves me. <laughs> and the second one that no longer <laughs> that no longer serves me. <laughs> no, yes, it yes, yes, yes. <laughs> As I do my affirmations every day, you will be attractive. He is attractive, in fact. Not will be. This is not future tense. It is a present manifestation. He is attractive and he does love God. Mm. that no longer serves me the second that no longer serves me is this need of like scarcity mindset is the easiest way for me to Mm. say that no longer serves me to think hold on and you won't lose anything or save 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 so that you're not in the same position that you were as a child hold on so that everything is Mm. secure stable and in abundance in provision for your kids like this constant need to and it's interesting I was telling a friend I don't feel constricted when it comes to being generous for other people I can easily buy stuff for siblings or friends but when it comes to it's just funny because that's what I started saying about you but when it comes to treating myself I think I it takes someone being like you should buy that for me to think okay and I'll Mm. try and find the cheapest thing 
I'll try and find the best yeah, hey. yeah I'm yeah. realizing now things that I do you too because of that and I think it's good when it comes to frugality but I've definitely it's gone a bit extreme <laughs> where yeah, yeah you, you're, you're good <laughs> quality I'm still like <laughs> How can I You're say? either black or white, eh? You yeah. don't have a gray. Yes, I struggle yeah. to have a gray. So that no longer serves me as well. Okay, good. Okay. What would your younger self not believe about your life today? <laughs> <laughs> My younger self would not believe I was in Canada. I never even thought about Canada. I didn't even it never even crossed my mind it was the last place that i would think i would be in not because it's a bad place but who thinks about no offense to canadians but who thinks about canada <laughs> like i'm all the way in malawi i remember doing some small project on saskatchewan and that's the only thing that stood out to me i was like wow what an odd and long name um for a province <laughs> I didn't even know like how provinces are organized. If anything, I thought I was going to be in either Malawi, South Africa or the U.S. Because I was like, "Mm, the U.S. is my vibe. (laughs) The music, (laughs) the vibe, the men, everything just lined up. Come back, come back. Okay, Yeah, anyway, Canada. That would be the thing that most surprises my younger self. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I think my younger self would not believe I'm married. I knew it. I knew that was yours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She would be like, what? Yeah. I knew. I knew. Yeah. I knew. knew. It was never on my list. It was never on my, you know, if if it was going to happen, it was going to happen. Yeah. And I think at some point I was just like, oh, maybe, you know, I should. And because everyone was like, you know, we're supposed to get married. We're supposed to do this. Mm. but yeah you know i was just like eh, live life and be great <laughs> and then you got cuffed on the way to try yeah, to be great dude I, I was just like i don't even understand how did this happen <laughs> oh that's funny i wouldn't do it with anybody else yeah what's the hardest lesson you've learned in love that love is not enough hmm. interesting expand yeah, I think, you know, my younger self thought that the person you're going to marry is going to be the person that, oh my gosh, you love, like you're head over heels with, and butterflies in the tummy and all of that. And mm. and that is going to be your person. Mm. I realized that I have thought I felt that before, but then only to realize that the person that I thought I was in love with also did not meet certain values that I had or had certain visions that I envisioned my partner would have. Mm. And then giving my heart to this person and then just end up being heartbroken because, you know, you have invested your time as well as your heart, basically. Mm. And then now trying to mourn that kind Mm. of a relationship. Mm. Yeah. And I think maybe that's what my relationship with my husband seemed easy. It was mm-hmm. because, yes, I he started to grow on me and I started to fall in love with him. But it was also these additional stuff like values, his beliefs, mm. how he is with money, how he is mm-hmm. with his siblings, how he, he treats his mom, how he mm-hmm. treats his family, how mm-hmm. he is with his friends. So it was all these things. And then I was like, huh, how he acts when he's angry, you know, things yeah. like that. But for me to get there for me to get to a healthy place where i can actually pick my partner yeah i had to go through all sorts of this uh, pain 
<laughs> and these harsh lessons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a really, really good lesson. Love is a choice. I think it's what it comes down to. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. That's good. Exactly. The hardest lesson I've learned in love is that love has to come with trust. And it sounds very simple, but trusting is really hard when you really sit down and think about it because it means loss of control. And I think that for me was the hardest thing because I don't like things that are out of my control. And there's many things out of my control, obviously, but I try to keep as many, or I tried to, I think it's something that I've grown. I don't want to say grown past because healing is continuous, but it's something I'm growing in. But I, I struggled with letting go of control and relationships are so, they fluctuate so much and there's so much risk and vulnerability attached to it that you can't control. You can't control someone's feelings. You can't control whether someone hurts you. And if you try to, you ultimately don't really trust that person. And it might not even be because they're not trustworthy. It might just be some stuff that you haven't dealt with yet. And I think that's something that I had to learn the hard way that I, when I'm trying to control someone in different ways, this is not, I think people see control as so like that simple manipulative, where have you been checking his phone type thing, but it doesn't have to look like that. It can be so subtle in terms of how much you give your heart or refuse to give your heart and how you just try to structure the relationship and you try to time it. Like this will happen at this point. This will happen at this point. He will love me this much and I will love him this much. And sometimes it's even subconscious, but yeah, I think that was the hardest lesson. You have to let go. It's, it's very similar to your relationship with God in mm. praying for something. And then you can't constantly obsess over that detail of, okay, okay, but when is it going to happen? Okay, but I, I prayed about exactly. this. Okay, but how are you going to do it? Like you can't, you can't yeah. have that. You can't obsess over that. If your partner tells you, I'm going to get this done, you, can, you can't obsess yeah, over like, okay, so what time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What time? And, and it's my, it was my nature. It was a fear that I had and made me constantly want to, it, it, I struggled with trusting because I didn't have that male figure that I could trust. So if somebody mm-hmm. was saying, I will see you at this point, or I do love you, or I will sort this out. It was still a, okay, but how? Okay, but when? How are you going to do this? When are you going to do this? What time are you going to do this? So mm. that was a hard lesson and kind of seeing the links between if I don't trust you, I don't necessarily respect you. And mm. if I don't respect you, I can never submit to you. So, yeah. 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 Deep. Thanks. Thanks. I try, you know. When was the last time you felt most yourself? The last time I felt most myself was earlier this year. I'd say around April. I just mm. felt content. Mom was here. She was visiting. She took care of everything. My love language is acts of service. So it would add up that I feel most myself when someone's taking care of everything. And I just had yeah. really good relationship with her. I got to see her every day and we got to talk through a lot of things. I went through a lot of healing. I'd also just finished Freedom Session, which is a healing counseling program that's held at different churches. And I felt like God had done so much work on me emotionally. I felt so healthy and mm. I felt so content. I just felt so content with where I was. I didn't feel mm-hmm. lonely. I didn't feel stressed. I didn't feel the need for a relationship. I just was cruising. And I'm almost cruising now, 
but I just feel really tired sometimes. And I do mm. feel like I miss family a lot now. So not fully myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say this past Saturday. Yeah. We went to one of my husband's friend's house and mm-hmm. he was throwing a birthday party for his wife. And it was just drinks and chills, just laughing. And then, you know, it was dancing and I was dancing yeah. with my baby. <laughs> and, you know, I let loose and I shouldn't have had, you know, that third tequila or it was four or five. I don't, don't remember, <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> Yeah, we are. We are alive. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> we survived. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I would say it's past Saturday. But before that, it had been a while. Yeah. But I think it's it's been obviously a lot of uh, factors have play, come into play. Yeah. Like especially like our prayer group and yeah, me being able to you know talk about what is bothering me or That's identifying true. what's bothering. Yeah, so I think it's was all these things that have just been happening, and then yeah, so I would say the past Saturday. That's good. Mm. What parts of yourself do you see in me? All the great parts, and you know, like I'm great. Okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> I see. Honestly. Yeah, I think you're also quite resilient. Yeah, you you've pushed, you've pushed through. A lot. I think it was one of those um, you got yourself into UBC. When everyone was like, "Eh, we don't know what's going to happen. Just sit. You know, you'll figure it out later. And you're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go now. (laughs) Yes. You're like, and I will figure it out. I don't know how, but Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) it's going to connect (laughs) in the future. But yeah, so I think you are very resilient. You, ah, my baby, you, you push, you push through a lot. Seeing you just being in a country all by yourself and surviving that, you know, and surviving yeah. school when school was also uh, taking its toll on you and you surviving, you know, friendships ending, relationships ending, in yeah. a sense, by yourself because it felt obviously it would feel like you know you're alone because i'm not there and i'm just like oh my gosh i should be with her (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) but just (laughs) so alone yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i think yeah i think for me it's also just seeing that seeing that fight in you and things just you know for other people would you just be like, I'm, I'm packing up, I'm, I'm coming home, I'm going home, or I'm packing mm. up, I'm giving up, and I don't want to do this. And see you also just to be like, you know what, I'm my own person. Uh, yeah, because for me, it's also just like, you know what, if I'm not going to do it, no one else will. Mm. And seeing you, the youngest, but also being like, I don't want to burden mom. And yeah. trying to just, yeah, do it all by yourself. It's, it's admirable. Thanks. Wow. What a warm question to end on. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye, everyone. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Like, okay, okay, okay. What part of me do I see in you? Um, I see you're so kind, actually. Let's start with that. I think kindness. We agree with each other 
when we disagree with people who just don't treat people right. And we're very similar in that we believe everyone should be treated with the same level of respect. It doesn't matter if you're the person sweeping or the director of a company, you will get the same hello, the same attention, the same, just the same level of respect because that's what's due. And I think we click so well on that. Yeah, we're so unified on that front because when we see it happen in the opposite way, it rubs the both of us. It rubs you the wrong way where you're like, that's just unnecessary. So just very, very kind. And I think your ability to see people, which I've mentioned before, and see past what masks people put on. I see that for sure. See past the mask and willing to dig deeper and willing to ask people how they are and how their heart is as opposed to just the hustle and bustle of just how are you I'm fine good cool thanks bye yeah your kindness you're seeing people heart for others I see that I see the same the same heart for others and there's obviously smaller things that we're very similar on as well our humor is very similar although sometimes you send some strange things (laughs) forgive yeah my humor can be a little dark sometimes it's weird or it just can be like what that's not even funny like that's just not funny <laughs> and quality over quantity in friendships i think mm-hmm. our con- your contentment i see your contentment I've been happy to meet people. Like, I think I'm a very sociable person, so I'm happy to make friends, but I don't necessarily see them as a need, if that makes sense. Like, I don't see many of them. (laughs) That sounds cool, but I don't see many of them as a need. I just see them as like, wow, thank you. Like, thank you for your time. Thank you for being in my life. But when it comes to like confidence or covenant friendship, I'm happy with my one or I'm happy with my two. And I think that's the same with you. I see that in you as well. And it, obviously because we are the other person in both of our lives. <laughs> and I guess that's why it's similar, which is kind of sad. <laughs> no wonder we're like, screw the world. <laughs> I'm fine. Like, so no, I'm great. Like loss and sadness and loneliness, even when we've moved yeah. countries, we've lost people, we've lost friendships there's always been a, I still have my person. Yeah. I'm still going to be okay. Awesome. Yeah. That is the end of our question and answer vulnerability game and the end of our intimacy series. So thank you all for listening to our. Thank God. It's being unveiled. Some like some, some deep questions (laughs) that we missed out. You mean, or that we did. (laughs) we did okay yeah they were they were i feel like last episode it was a bit it was a bit lighter like what do you think my superpower is this this week was definitely exactly yeah (laughs) you were like wait where are those questions (laughs) (laughs) yes i changed we're gonna continue no no i realized mm -mm, i realized feeling too comfortable but we would love for you all to reach out to us. Let us know what you thought. Let us know your own answers to these questions or how you've navigated asking these questions to the people that you love that are around you. You can contact us 
on Instagram at Uncharted Unfiltered. Please like, follow, and you can also follow us on a Facebook page, Uncharted and Unfiltered. Again, if you want to reach us directly with any questions, things you want us to pray about, we have a Google form that you can access through our Instagram bio or our Facebook page. And you can obviously always email us at unchartedunfiltered at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.